On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you to the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith, Andrew McKinnis, and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Saturday, January 29th, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and we have a special guest with us today from Latvia, from Riga. Uh, overseas, uh, we've got Renus Vitalins joining us. Uh, Vito uh, is, is we're going to probably call him that moving forward. Uh, Renus, it's great to have you on the Ice Guys show. Uh, welcome in and uh, tell us uh, who you are. Uh, hello, hello, guys. Thank you for having me here in the Hockey Day in Canada. My pleasure to be here with you guys. And yeah, well, I'm coming from I'm come from Eastern Europe. Uh, it's like a country called Latvia. It's next to Russia, somewhere next to Lithuania, Estonia. We have a few players as well in uh, NHL, so you, I guess you know Latvia, Merzlikins, and uh, as well we have Teddy Bluger. Actually, Teddy Bluger is the guy who I played with in my childhood, like for about five, six years in one lineup. He always used to play in center, and I was a winger. And yeah, already at that age, I could see that that guy has a big potential. He, he was really, really dedicated to the game. He had the schedule waking up early every morning, doing the same thing. And yeah, the guy was very good. That was a pleasure to play with him. And yeah, uh, awesome yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome. And Teddy Blue, Mike Sullivan, Vito, he would agree with you uh, that Teddy Bluger is a very important player. He's been that for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins, certainly yeah. uh, the last uh, couple of years. There's no question about that. Uh, Alex, uh, we'll welcome you in as well. What do you, uh, good to have our guest here with us today. Yeah, absolutely. I know we're going to have uh, guests throughout the, the the next few weeks. So it's, uh, Vito, it's nice to meet you and nice to have you on. And, uh, you know, like I said, breaking down what's going to be a fun card. Uh, uh, you know, the first game pretty much starts in about 20 minutes uh, because of Hockey Day in Canada. So uh, it's nice. We had Hockey Day in Minnesota here specifically last week. And I know Hockey Day in America will be coming up in a, in a couple of weeks as well. So it's great to have these uh, early starts, especially now with football kind of getting out of the way. We'll have more day games on Saturdays and Sundays and uh you know, sometimes they present some some great betting opportunities. We'll talk about it, you know, in, in a few minutes with this game, this early game. I think there's like a good spot there. So, uh, you know, Vito, great to have you on and ready to talk some hockey today. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I want to before we turn into today's card, I do want to talk about Vito's background just a bit because one of the, I noticed you had your the link to your elite prospects. You know, you know your player profile, your player background. I actually had to point out to you. Wait a minute, that yeah. that's a dead link. That's a broken link, man. You got to fix that. Yeah. It doesn't go to anywhere. So uh, you, you corrected that though. Nice, uh, nicely done there. And look, uh, to be honest with you, when I look at it too, there's one league that you were playing in. And it, I think when you were in the states, I had never mm-hmm. even heard of the league to be honest. WSHL. Western uh, State uh, Hockey League. So tell us about that experience. That's a, it's like a jun- junior, junior A, I guess. And uh, once you're in Europe, like that's the, if you are from United States, they usually ask to pay to pay to play. 
once you are from Europe, they search for you, they kind of invite you, and then they offer you some conditions. They pay for your playing, living. They just want you to come there and play one season. So that was kind of what happened to me. So yeah, that was not the strongest league. That's why also I finished like fifth top scorer, I guess. I actually played in three different teams in that season. I finished at fifth top scorer. So it was not like a highest league, but it's still, it's still a You're nice still experience. proud of it. You should be. Yeah, exactly. I was in Las Vegas, you know, for one week for showcase. So I also have been in Las Vegas. So that's a big, big thing for me. <laughs> yeah. And unfortunately, injuries cut your career short, your playing career short. So yeah. we'll skip that. It's, you don't want to you know, you know, think about that too much. Let's think about now, because now that you've retired from playing professional hockey, man, you're into betting. You know, you've gotten into that and found our show somehow, uh, the Ice Guys. So how did you get into betting sports and specifically betting hockey? Well, betting sports, specifically betting hockey, I think it started already when I was like 16, I don't know, 15 years old. Here in Latvia, we always find a way to bet, you know. So five euros, 10 euros, there was always a bet. But then it just continues and year after year, you continue to bet, you continue to bet. Once you get older, you understand that actually there is some ways on how to actually make maybe a bankroll in a correct way, like avoid some things, you know, some like parlays and so on, better focus on some good value bets. And then, then you, well, nothing, I will tell nothing new here on the show. That's what you hear guys. That does the right thing. I think. Absolutely. Yeah. I always tell people parlays are going to destroy your bankroll long-term, especially if you bet them more often than anything else. Uh, it's always good. You know, always, that's why, you know, look for value. You mentioned it, Vito, you're hundred percent right. You know, look for value. That's always uh, important when you're talking, especially day to day, these sports like hockey, basketball, every single day, you know, if you, you got to be able to make sure you look for value and you're not always going to be want to be parlaying big favorites and laying big prices. We're certainly always a proponent of that here on this show, whether it's me, Alex, Jimmy, or Andrew, for sure. So uh, great to have you. Let's get into some, uh, Saturday NHL card analysis. We're going to start with Anaheim and Ottawa. Uh, this game is about to start in about 20 minutes from now. We've got the Ducks minus 140 road favorites, five and a half the total uh, in this game. This is a tricky one for me because I'll say this right now. This, I, I just cannot lay a price with Anaheim in this spot. This is one of those situations where they've been on the road all week long here uh, throughout Canada. Uh, and, you know, you look at this road trip of theirs. Actually, it started in Boston, 5-3. Uh, they ended up beating the Bruins. They lost in a shootout to Toronto 4-3 after that. And then they played Montreal and they won 5-4 the very next night. So when you look at this rigorous schedule here for the uh, Anaheim Ducks, this is now going to be their fourth game in six days. And to add, it, it, add an even more difficult part to this scheduling situation, this is a 12-30 game. It's 9-30 a.m. Pacific time locally in Anaheim. So this could be very, very difficult for them. Uh, to be ready and be sharp for this game. So it's not a good Anaheim spot, but here's the issue with Ottawa, the absences, the injuries that are mounting for them. We know Batherson, you know, got taken out by uh, Aaron Dell and such a cheap elbow that he threw at him earlier this week. And now he's out for the all-star game as well. And now you're also going to be without Josh Norris for this game as well. And that is basically two thirds of your top line. You know, Norris, Batherson and Kachuk have played, uh, as the top line for the Ottawa Senators together for much of the year. And now you're going to be without two thirds of that top line, you know, for a team that now you're going to have to ask for more from Stutzla. You're going to have to ask for more offensively from Alex Formanton and Tyler Anna stepped up with a hat trick earlier this week. Give him credit, but his, 
he going to be someone that's capable of doing that routinely and uh, giving you that secondary offense? That remains to be seen. Uh, on the Anaheim side, their captain, Ryan Getzlaff, uh, is uh, potentially, we'll have to see if he's going to play. He was uh, questionable for this game due to an upper body injury. We'll see if he's able to uh, be on the ice for Anaheim. But to me, this is too tricky of a game both ways. I mean, Ottawa gives you a good effort the other night against Carolina, but they still fall short. I would probably take the home underdog Ottawa, in, even with the absences that they are dealing with before I take Anaheim, because I just think this is too tricky of a scheduling spot for them. But I don't love it enough either way to bet it. So it's going to be a game I stay away from. Alex, uh, what do you think here, Ducks and Senators? Yeah, I tweeted this out already this morning. I like the draw here at plus 320. You look at Anaheim, last two games, uh, one goal games, they you know took Toronto to overtime into a shootout. They ended up losing that. And you look at, at Ottawa, like I said, missing two of their top three uh, forwards now. They're going to have to kind of be a little bit more responsible defensively. They're not going to have uh, much, much of an offense punch, in my opinion. And you look at their record, uh, the three of the last four games have been decided by one goal. Two of those have gone into overtime or a shootout. So I feel like this could be a close game. And when you add in the fact that said four games in six days for Anaheim with the early internal body clock start of 930, uh, you know, I would probably be hammering Ottawa if this had been the beginning of the road trip because that would have been a really bad spot for, for Anaheim. But they should be acclimated to the time given they've been gone for a week. But that still is a, is a, a tough ask for for this team. So uh, I can easily see it being 2-2 two, two or 3-3 three, three after 60. So I'm going to draw at plus 320. Yeah, I could see that. Be, I could see that being a very competitive game here early this afternoon. I kind of lean over too, but because five and a half and it could be sloppy with an early game. And Anaheim's trended over on this road trip. Every game, Toronto game, Boston game, Montreal game, three straight overs here for the Anaheim Ducks. So I would lean that way from a totals perspective over five and a half uh, in this game. All right, Vito, here you go. Maiden voyage. First chance to break down a game here on the Ice Guys show. What do you think, Anaheim-Ottawa? Well, one of the most interesting games to break down. All right, Ottawa Ducks. Uh, so what I think about this game, well, the interesting thing is that the line opened. It was like uh, 50-50. It was like in American money line. It was a minus 1 and 10 on both sides. And now, as we see, that it's a huge movement on a Ducks side, I guess. And well, I understand maybe the reason because uh, a lot of People are out for uh, senators. A lot of bodies are out. They're bringing in like next man standing. They're bringing in new bodies. And yes, it will take a lot of ice time for Team Stutzle and the same as the defensemen. And uh, so another thing uh, about the Ducks. So uh, the re- and uh, but I actually I'm leaning the Ottawa side here because I think Ottawa just played actually Carolina just now. So they're gonna have this momentum, this high intensity level of the game. I think they're gonna bring it to this game as well because Ducks they are not like Carolina Hurricanes, of course. So I think Ottawa in this in this angle they will have that. You will get an effort from Ottawa Senators, I think. So since the line has changed so much now, I think that it's the value to go with Ottawa Senators. All right, because there we go. Basically a coin flip. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's kind of the way I feel. Now that the lines moved this much on Anaheim, we're talking about minus 140 they are now uh, in this game, that there is some line value on Ottawa. And you always have to be a little concerned that, hey, we we don't like this team as much without Batherson and Norris. And, you know, sometimes you get the team stepping up first game now without Norris in the lineup. So will that be the case here? I think at this price, you could, pizza money on Ottawa, I think, is worth a bet in my opinion, in this game, if I, that's the way I would consider going. Same thing with the over, like 
you know me, I'm a high volume guy. This is the first game for hockey day in Canada on coast to coast here and on CBC and Sportsnet. I probably will sprinkle a little on both Ottawa and over five and a half here. Just very, very small bets. I'm, I'm a small point as well from Anaheim. Maybe it's a very early game. They're coming from California. It's a 9.30 a.m. game in New, now in this side of the America. So it could also play some angle maybe. That could be an issue. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Especially when it's the fourth road game in six nights as well for them. All right, the other uh, early afternoon game, there's actually a later afternoon game as well, but the second very early game uh, on this Saturday afternoon slate is the Los Angeles Kings and the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, LA minus 170 road favorites, five and a half the total uh, in this game. It's Kings or nothing. I don't want Philly. Uh, as simple as that. And you get, and <laughs> I've tried to make a case a couple of times for Philly saying, oh, good spot, beatable opponent, and still find a way to lose. You know, kind of like what they did earlier this week against uh, Dallas. I thought, you know, Dallas in that spot was a little vulnerable, and Philly still ends up losing that game. You know, they they have a couple of decent efforts, particularly against the Islanders. But, you know, right now the problem for the Flyers is, we talked about who's out for Ottawa. Philadelphia has not been able to overcome. They've got a barrage of key absences down the middle of the ice. Broussard, Couturier, and Kevin Hayes. All right, so they are decimated at the center ice position. You know, Vito's played the game. He knows you got to have stability. you got to have depth at center ice. And the Philadelphia Flyers don't have that uh, right now at this point in time. The defense has been – and they missed Joel Farabee too, left winger, who's been uh, a pretty good offensive catalyst for them for much of the year. So with the center ice injuries, cluster injuries at center ice, cluster absences, Joel Farabee out – you know, the defense has been disappointing. You know, I think they've all taken a step backward collectively on the blue line. Provorov especially. He's not exactly been what we expected. Ristolainen's been kind of a disappointing, underwhelming uh, addition from Buffalo in the offseason. Very undisciplined player as well. Yandel, uh, Keith Yandel, give him credit for the Ironman streak, but kind of a liability at times in his own end. Uh, Nick Sealer is more of a you know, stay-at-home defenseman. Not really going to be terrific in terms of generating offense, getting the transition game. And that's the problem. Too many of these Flyers defensemen right now, they're not getting the puck moving. They're not getting the puck going up the ice for their, to get their offense going. So that ends up being the concern here. So, yeah, it's L.A. or pass for me, but I'll admit it's probably going to be pass because I've got the same concerns for the Kings as I do for the Ducks. You've got a team that's been on the road for a while here in the Eastern time zone. It's playing an early start game here in Philadelphia. It's 10 a.m. Pacific when this game starts locally back in Los Angeles, I, I do get concerned about the, uh, how early this game uh, is going to start. Uh, we don't yet have goalie confirmations, even though this game is going to start in an hour from now, we don't even have it yet for uh, Anaheim. Although I think it's going to be John Gibson. It will be Anton Forsberg for Ottawa, but no goalie confirmations yet for this game. I'm going to assume quick and heart. Uh, they are projected to be the goalies here, but nothing confirmed uh, as of yet. You know, I like the way the Kings are playing. You know, so far on this road trip, beat New Jersey. They almost beat Rangers, took them to a shootout. And then, of course, had the 3-2 win against the Islanders in their last road game. Uh, I would definitely expect this to be a, a winnable game for the Kings. I would only look at them and say regulation here, get them closer to even money. But I don't love the spot enough for them to pull the trigger. So that's just a lean for me. Kings and regulation probably going to end up staying off the game. Uh, and I lean under as well. Alex, what do you think here, Kings Flyers? Yeah, this is a complete pass for me. There's no way I, I can back Philly right now with the way that they're trending. And, and with LA, keep in mind, this is the the first of back-to-back -back games played 
locally at one o'clock Eastern. These are the earliest starts they've had all season. So tomorrow they, they fly to Pittsburgh uh, and, and play another day game. That's probably the spot where I'll look to, to maybe fade the Kings. But here uh, we should see a, a spirited effort from them. If I had to pick somebody to, to, if I had to look at anything in this, it would maybe be Kings first period money uh, puck line. But even with that, you know, you wonder, okay, if, if Philly's going to get a, you know, any kind of spark going, it should be early in the contest. So that's a, that's why I'm going to just stay away from this one altogether. And now, you know what the thing too with Philadelphia is not only are they playing poorly on the ice, they've scored six goals in 11 home games this year in 2022. Think about that. 11 home games, only six goals for the Philadelphia Flyers in those games. That's less than two goals per game that they're scoring at home. The offense has dried up. Defense and goaltending hasn't been good enough to save the day with the lack of offense. And now the captain, Claude Giroux, is being linked in trade discussions and trade rumors. And will he waive his no-move clause? Is he willing to say, you know what, this is a franchise, like I've been a great leader for this team for you know, a decade or so, but we're going, it's like a sinking ship, abandoning a sinking ship. Would Claude Giroux be willing to do that at this point? Flyers willing to move him? They apparently would. They say if he waves his no movement clause, they could move and find a suitor for Claude Giroux. So that's a distraction that's hanging over this team as well. So it's just rough times all around uh, for the Philadelphia Flyers at the moment. Uh, Vito, what do you think here of this one with the LA Kings and Philadelphia Flyers? Well, as Ian mentioned, you mentioned a lot of stats for Philadelphia, but I guess one of the most important would be that they haven't won a game yet in uh, 2022. So basically, if you want to step in front of Philadelphia and guess that it's going to be first win from them, for them today, you can do that. I would not I, definitely not a play, any play for me in this game as well, as I was actually in the previous one. If any leans, then only, of course, Kings, nothing else here. I just don't see Flyers. I don't see any motivation from them when I watch the games. Looks like all the you know. There's two different teams, Ottawa and Flyers. Flyers, they are just unmotivated. They don't do anything. They have wet, wet players. Ottawa is a young team, and they are also in end of the table uh, standings, but they, they have motivation to play. So Flyers are just unmotivated. I don't see them. So I can't back, back a team which has no motivation to play. So yeah, and of course... Things, yeah. Yeah, and as a, someone someone that's played like you, you know what the characteristics of when a team's on their game. They're winning puck race battles. They're winning, you know, one-on-one battles along the boards. They're getting the posi- the good prime scoring chances. They've got the puck. They're in the offensive zone. We know all those characteristics of teams that are on their game. And you're right. It seems like that hasn't been. Those elements have been missing from the Philadelphia Flyers for a, a long period of time. Uh, next up, we've got the final afternoon game on this card, Winnipeg Jets, St. Louis Blues, St. Louis minus 165 home favorites, six the total uh, pretty much across the board uh, in this game uh, with the Jets and the Blues. This is the game of the, all the afternoon games. I'm really into this one quite a bit from a betting standpoint. Multiple plays uh, on this game for me with the uh, Jets and the Blues. First of all, we have to talk about just how the state of absolute disarray for the Winnipeg Jets blue line right now. It's an absolute shambles, shambles going into this game against the St. Louis Blues. Talked about it the other night, cashing a ticket with Vancouver as a big underdog uh, against Winnipeg. Three starting defensemen were out in that game. Dylan DeMello, uh, uh, Josh Morrissey, and Logan Stanley. Well, they're all still out, and now Nathan Beaulieu, has been added to the injury report with an, uh, a lower body injury, and he's going to be out for this game. So that means you've got four starting defensemen, four of your regular six defensemen out today 
for the Winnipeg Jets. And you're seeing just the detrimental effect that it's having. Uh, this team is just breaking down in their own zone. Turnovers, miscues, just shoddy end zone coverage, defensive zone coverage, just porous. They've given up now five goals uh, in back-to-back games since these uh, uh, defensive uh, absences have really ramped up you know, against Florida and Vancouver, 10 goals allowed in those two games combined. So this is definitely a, a team that's got some issues defensively. And it's not so much that they're a horrible defensive team. It's really that they're a horrible defensive team because of their situation. Four starting defensemen out today, three for the last two games have been out hard for any team. You know, I don't care how good your blue line is. You're going to take three or four starting defensemen off your team. You're going to struggle. You're going to have a tough time defensively. Simple as that. And right now we're seeing that with the uh, Winnipeg Jets at the moment. And now you got to play the St. Louis Blues team that's uh, certainly on home ice. They've played, you know, just outstanding hockey uh, for a long time now for the overall season. They're 17 and six, uh, the St. Louis Blues uh, on home ice. You know, they've been absolutely tremendous here at Enterprise Center uh, as of late. Uh, very interesting to see who will be in net for the Blues because right now the, the red hot goalie is Vili Huso. Uh, for the St. Louis Blues. He's been magnificent lately. He's been better uh, than Jordan Bennington uh, in between the pipes, no question about that. Um, but right now, Jordan Bennington projected as the starting goalie as of now, not confirmed. We'll have to wait and see on that. Uh, either way, uh, Blues, I would think, still have an edge here in this game. And I like a couple of bets here. I like the St. Louis Blues team total uh, over three and a half. You can get that uh, at around even money. I think they easily get to four goals against a team that, again, four starting D uh, are going to be out, uh, a team that's given up five goals uh, in back-to-back games. I think the full game over gets there as well, uh, over six between these two. Because the one thing I could see the Jets doing, and Dave Lowry, the head coach, hinted at that yesterday, his quote was, we need our offense to find us something here in these in this next uh, road trip that's starting for us. We've got to get something from our offense. Do you know what the translation is? Our defense is shot right now. We are just absolutely gutted on the blue line with four guys out. We got to outscore our problems. We've got to outscore our defensive issues, and we've got to overcome it by you know outscoring the other teams. So I think we get a higher scoring game. I like the full game over, and I'm also going to take St. Louis team total uh, over three and a half here. Alex of uh, Jets and Blues. Yeah, and I get that they you know that that's the approach they have to take. You know, trying to outscore their problems. But the thing is, in the last nine games, they've been held to three goals or fewer, so they haven't been getting stuff done on the offensive front as well. Be one thing if if these were track meets and they were you know trying to you know gut out and win games six to five or. Or, or five to four, but that hasn't been the case. They've just been getting crushed uh, in this long losing streak. So the only thing I like here would be St. Louis team total over three and a half and even money. I think that's a great play. Uh, no reason in laying a price even in regulation with St. Louis, because you do keep in mind, Winnipeg has historically played well against the Blues. They've won 10 of the last 13 meetings, uh, but this isn't your your average Jets club, obviously, with the, the uh, players they have missing on that blue line. So I'm going to go Blues team total over. And a Blues team averaging for the year, 3.87 goals per game uh, on home ice. But especially lately, you look at what St. Louis has been doing on home ice. They put up five uh, in the win against Calgary, five in the win against Nashville, a loss to Toronto, uh, but they still score five goals uh, in that game. Uh, so the offense, and this is the best, I've said this a bunch already, but one more time I'll say it. This is the best Blues team offensively I've seen in years. They're better offensively than the year they won the Stanley Cup you know, a couple of years ago in 2019 with what they've got on this team right now with 
O'Reilly and Shen and Tarasenko and Perron and Pavel Buchnevich, getting him from the uh, Rangers and how Jordan Kairou has all of a sudden become a huge offensive uh, threat and weapon for this team. Really like what I'm seeing from the Blues offensively. Like I say, this team, you wouldn't think in the past of the St. Louis Blues being able to score goals in bunches, but this year, that's what this team can do. Uh, Vito, uh, what do you think here? Winnipeg, St. Louis. Well, to be honest, I also in this spot, definitely I would lean Blues as everybody else. And I, that, I like that team, to, uh, team total over two and a half goals. And if we just look at this game, I mean, if Jets will play Hellebach, Hellebach is tired at the moment. He's, I think, started most consecutive games than anyone else goalie at the league at the moment. So he looks really actually tired. And when I watched uh, what Coach Lowry told about Jets, once he talks about this ident- identity, we've seen, we've seen it everywhere in the internet. They can't find the identity. So once I start to see things like those, those, I think the team will not get up for this game against the Blues. So and the special teams is another thing. If we watch Blues, has a very great power play. Also PK. And uh, at the moment, Jets PK is really struggling with, without the top D. So I see that also St. Louis could put up some goals in the power play, definitely. And it's also a last game for the Blues before the All-Star break. So they might get up to this game. It's the last game. It's All-Star break after this one. So let's see how it goes. Yes, I like the St. Louis team total over two and a half uh, goals here at even money, I guess. All right, there we go. We're liking it. The Blues team total here over three and a half. And thanks to Claudio for filling us in here. Uh, great stuff there. Liking the uh, uh, that uh, Getzlaff is in and John Gibson is starting for Anaheim today. So there we go. Uh, Getzlaff will play and uh, John Gibson uh, in net. Which is interesting. It's interesting to note because, like I said, with tomorrow's game being in Pittsburgh, Gibson's hometown, you'd think that he would probably would have seen the start tomorrow, but I guess giving him the start today. So that uh, means we could see. Stole or Stolars tomorrow. Yeah, it could be Anthony Stolars tomorrow, which is a bit surprising. You're right. That that really is because he's a Pittsburgh guy, um, and he's played well. And when he against Pittsburgh too in his career, so yeah, there's no doubt. Uh, wait a minute, he's not. No, he's uh, no. LA's playing Pittsburgh tomorrow. Actually, we got that wrong. Hold on. Yeah, we got uh, LA and Pittsburgh tomorrow, Alex. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. I'm, I was looking at, at something completely different. No, they played Pittsburgh already in Pittsburgh. I'm, I'm, th- I'm You're right. It was one nothing. I remember that game. It was earlier this year. They already played in Pittsburgh. Actually, yeah. About LA the and Jets, right, there's right. another thing. Uh, it's actually the third meeting between these two teams, Blues and Jets. Yeah, yes. so I take this actually very often in my betting angles. I watch actually the current season's record between the head-to-head. I guess it's very actually important because we r- rarely we see 4-0 sweeps, sweeps in a head-to-head meeting. So, yeah, I, first meeting, Blues won, I guess, at home uh, at a close game. Then Jets won at home 4-2, and now it's again Blues today. Just yeah, case, it's so. a yeah one one and one split. You're right about that with the uh, Jets and the Blues so far uh, this year. And to me, this is just wrong place. Like the Jets again, four starting defensemen out. That's very difficult to overcome. That so uh, it'll be a challenge for them today, no question. Uh, San Jose, Florida. We've got Florida minus three twenty home favorites here, six and a half the total uh, in this game. Of course, the uh, Florida Panthers back on home ice where they just continue to be. Really a machine. I mean, 4-1 against Vegas uh, the other night. Very solid game. What's very promising right now from the Florida Panthers is that Spencer Knight is starting to get his game back together again. You know, that was a very good performance from him against Vegas. Following up what was a very good performance from him against Vancouver. 
uh, on that road trip for the Panthers. So the C Spencer night now starting to put a couple of good starts in a row together. Uh, that's good news. You know, if they can put that one, two punch together, him and uh, Sergei Bobrovsky, uh, definitely that's going to be boding well for the uh, Panthers uh, moving forward. I mean, they lead the NHL with 65 points. They've won eight straight at home. They're 22 and three on home ice this year. It's very, very difficult to make a, a case to go against them here. Uh, you know what's amazing about Alexander Barkov, Florida's captain? He's been out for 13 games this year with an injury, and yet he's still second on the team with goals. I mean, just an outstanding year for him. And not enough people, guys, talk about Barkov away from the puck. He's one of the best defensive forwards going right now in the NHL, just in good position, active stick. You know, always seems to be able to, is very good at picking your pocket too, especially when you're carrying the puck in the neutral zone. He just lifts your stick, takes the puck away. He is just a master at that, uh, Alexander Barkov. And of course, Verhage's had a nice year. Uh, Sam Bennett's been terrific. He's actually leading the team in goals with 20. Uh, Calgary Flames certainly thinking, hmm. Where was that Sam Bennett for us? Uh, but he certainly found it here with the uh, uh, with the Florida Panthers, no question. Uh, San Jose, look, I'll give them credit. Their last game against Washington, four to one win uh, on the road. It was the best performance we've seen out of James Reimer, who had really been hitting a wall and not playing well for a long period of time. But he played really well in that game against the uh, Washington Capitals. We'll see if he keeps it going here in this game. As far as I'm concerned, this is a tricky game. Um, San Jose doesn't want to get into a track meet, and they did a good job of making it a slower-paced, methodical game against Washington. Can they get that out of Florida is going to be the question here in this game. It's one that's difficult to get some value out of it, in my opinion. I will say, you know, the last uh, two meetings, uh, Florida won them 5-1 and 5-3, so they've had no issue scoring goals against San Jose, and they have dominated this series 6-1 and one, uh, in the last uh, seven uh, head-to-head meetings here between uh, these two teams. I don't do a lot of puck lines, but I came close here with Florida minus one and a half, but minus 130 wasn't the price I was really loving enough to take it to take that. So I'm going to end up staying off this game altogether. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? San Jose, Florida. This is definitely one I like the over, but I want to wait and grab it in game. I want to, you know, see if I can get that six and a half down to to a six, land a dollar twenty five, dollar thirty. And there, there's some shops if you got, uh, I know Bad MGM for one, you can already lay a dollar thirty right now and get the six, uh, take that half goal out of the equation. I, I mean, that's the only way you can look really with Florida, especially at home. It's just a, a high octane offense. Uh, and with San Jose, I think that confidence and momentum from the 4-1 win against uh, Washington, this is a huge road trip for, for San Jose. It's on, honestly could be a season-defining road trip, even though it's just four games. But you're playing the best of the East. you got to play Florida. you got to play Tampa Bay. you got to play Carolina moving forward. You've already got a, a win against a decent Washington team. They're slumping, but obviously they're, they're still a quality opponent. Uh, so I think they can come in and, 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 you know, get a couple of goals, but I don't know if they can hang around for a full 60 minutes. So I like the over, but I would grab it at six, uh, adjusted in game. Yeah. I actually might follow you with that exact same thought process here. Cause I'm with you. I think we could get six or seven, but I don't love six and a half right here in this game. I think we'll wait maybe to uh, hopefully get that five minute scoreless stretch early in the game. And hopefully that leads us to getting a better uh, live over number and better uh, price as well with that. Uh, by the way, that's a good foreshadowing that Alex just laid out there talking about live betting because we will be announcing our betcast for this upcoming week at the later on toward the end of the show. And uh, we're definitely looking forward to that for sure. Uh, Vito, uh, what do you think here with the Sharks and Panthers? Uh, well, yeah, F- Florida and uh, San Jose. 
I couldn't find the right number actually also to bet this game because I don't want to go with Florida team total, I guess, over 4.5. Yeah, it is just right. four and a half. That's that's and, a, that, uh, and I would have liked it a veto at three and a half, but you're right, four exactly. and a half is a little trickier. <laughs> and 6.5 is also a little bit too much for me on the over. And as Alex mentioned, I, I love to play actually live bets more than pre-game bets, to be honest. Uh, I love to bet overs live because we usually see well. With Florida, not so often, but with different th teams, you can uh, see, a, see a slow start. Florida like, likes to jump on the team. So maybe, right. yes, either you grab this over as soon as it opened, like yesterday, or whenever you can, when it's the best number, or then you just wait, I think, when the, the game starts. You hope there's no goals in the first six, seven minutes, and you just hammer uh, an over. Or also, so I, I sometimes love, love to wait till the end of the first period, and it also can sometimes get a very nice value. You will get like... Sure. Over four, or I think, or over four point five, even. Uh, so that that's also um, so definitely. I would l look in uh, live game wagering on this game. Yeah, no doubt. That's a good option. You're right. Zero zero after the first period will yeah. usually lead you to a four and a half or a four point five, as you say, Vito. Yeah, in game, uh, and uh, definitely those are the ones where you, you're finally getting a really really big adjusted number in your favor. Uh, if you like goals. And how many times have we seen this year scoreless first period or just one goal in the first period? And yeah, there's a lot the, in the second and third. A lot in the second and third. I've seen 0 0 after the first quickly turn into, you know, 4 2 or 3 1 after the second period. I think Arizona and Pittsburgh yes, just, just recently, yeah. right? right? Yep. That happened yeah. in that game. Yep. Exactly. It was that scoreless was after the first and the offense exploded uh, in the second period. So it, it's great advice, you know, even though we don't really love the value we're getting with overs and with Florida in this game, it's a great game to remind people about the value of betting live and being able to get uh, better numbers and better prices. If by chance, you know, you, with over, you might get a better number if it's a slow start with Florida. What if San Jose actually gets the exactly. first goal like they did against Washington and you'll be able to get in a better adjusted price with Florida live in game as well. So definitely keep that in mind. I wouldn't argue with the first period on Florida because they have been good uh, starting out the game. No question. So well, keep an eye on that. Carlson is out. I know Carlson and Middleton is out the good demons, but Burns actually has been stepping up with some yep. good. Uh, good place. So yes, I think San Jose might get some goals here, maybe as well. Yeah, we'll definitely see about that. Yeah, you're right. Carlson is out for the. That's the big one on the blue line for San Jose. But Burns has Burns has been good lately for San Jose. Mm -hmm. No question. He seems to be uh, getting some of that offensive game back again uh, for the Sharks in some of these recent games. All right, New Jersey and Carolina. Uh, Carolina minus 275 to minus 280 home favorite six and a half the total uh, in this game of course the last time these two teams played it was just recently and Jersey won seven to four uh, over the uh, Carolina Hurricanes so that may worry me here for the Devils tonight because you're talking about obviously the far superior Carolina team that actually might have an axe to grind uh, with the New Jersey Devils tonight considering they beat Carolina down seven to four last week uh, in New Jersey. Since then, the Devils haven't won. Uh, they've dropped three in a row uh, against the Kings, the Stars, uh, and the Lightning. Really, the problem for the Devils is, you know, their goaltending's been just totally, um, you know, in a state of disarray right now with what they're going through with Bernier on IR, with Blackwood away, relegating them to having John Gillies or uh, Akira Schmid uh, as their two goalies right now for the uh, Devils. Uh, so that definitely is something that, um, you know, was, uh, uh, no disrespect to Akira Schmid, no disrespect to John Gillies. 
uh, they're not number one goalies at the NHL level right now. And we've seen that uh, on full display. So it's going to be probably a little bit of a difficult ask here for New Jersey taking on uh, Carolina. Carolina, of course, they come off the 3-2 shootout win uh, against uh, Ottawa uh, in their last game. But, you know, they really didn't have a good second or third period against Ottawa. Uh, He said, um, you know, they didn't have the puck as much as they wanted. So they really weren't thrilled with their performance overall as a team, even though they got past Ottawa 3-2 in that last game. But you would think Carolina back home, they know uh, they lost to New Jersey 7-4 last week. But again, as we mentioned, Previously on this show, uh, that was Jack La 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 Fontaine uh, in net for uh, Carolina that night against uh, New Jersey. And that was a big one of the big reasons why the Devils ended up winning and putting up seven goals uh, in that game. That's not going to be the case tonight for Carolina. I think it'll be anti Ranta. Hasn't been confirmed, but projected uh, right now uh, to be the starting goaltender. Keep in mind, he has not started uh, a game uh, in quite some time here for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. I think his last start was uh, January 1st, New Year's Day. Ended up getting pulled in that game against Columbus. And then before that, he started on December 12th against Vancouver uh, and gave up two goals in that game. So it's been a while since we've seen anti Ranta in net. I would lean over the total, quite honestly, uh, in this game. I do see some sixes, and I like that because uh, at the, at six, it's definitely a bet for me. Six and a half, I don't like it as much, but I do think we'll see enough to get this game up and over the total. Devils are one of those teams right now where they're still pretty capable offensively with what they've got going. Jesper Bratt is on fire right now. Uh, of course, Jack Hughes has been good. You know, they're pretty much a lot healthier now up front. Nico Hishier, they've got all hands on deck essentially up front at the moment and Jesper Bratt goal score prop is something I'm going to keep looking at at these really really uh, good prices you can get uh, upwards of plus 400 plus 450 even with Jesper Bratt to score a goal uh, so definitely would be looking at that Ront has just been out of action for so long that I, I don't know if he's going to shut the door completely against the Devils and on the flip side I think Carolina will score some, their share of goals tonight against what's still a very shaky goaltending situation for the Devils so I like over six here. Alex, uh, New Jersey, Carolina. Yeah, I love this first period over, and I was stunned to see it actually open at minus $1.35. I grabbed that quickly, and it before you, you could blink, it was pretty much around 150 155 everywhere. So I recommend grabbing it in-game. Uh, probably going to want to grab that pretty quickly in-game, though. If you, if you see 140 or better, that's worth uh, a buy sign, in my opinion. I, we've seen a great run here with New Jersey, 13-4. and four. Uh, the last 17 and you know, even with Carolina nine of their last 12 have gone over in the first period. So uh, keep in mind, these two teams are going to play again um, one more time before the all-star break. So like I said, kind of, uh, you know, one of those things where, you know, you have a, a back and forth game, see some bad blood, maybe brewing between the two, you know, it's a little trippy after the whistle, you know, you get a power play here, a power play there. Then all of a sudden you start seeing more and more goals. So uh, I would lean with the full game over as well. I probably would grab full game and first period over live uh, at better prices. Yeah. And by the way, the trends add up that way too, toward goals being scored in this game, three straight overs head to head between the devils and the hurricanes, uh, 11 and two to the over in the last 13 road games for New Jersey, seven and three to the over in the last 10 home games for Carolina. So everything's kind of lining up toward the over being the way to go here. Of course, sometimes everything lines up, doesn't always work out, but it sure feels that way that the overs, the way to go here uh, in this one, uh, Vito, uh, New Jersey, Carolina. Well, uh, Definitely. Well, Devils are playing some great hockey. They have offense, you know, I'm watching some media also. They love to move the puck 
fast. They love to play fast hockey. And on the other side, Carolina, I think they play, they play their, they play what, what they need to play. You know, they can adjust to any type of hockey. And I like these these revenge spots. You know, I don't think Carolina can really take like the well this game easy because they lost four seven a week ago and it is a division rival it's not like the team is outside of the division or conference you know so i think actually canes will get up to this game i could look i'm not sure what is the line in the uh, in united states but for a puck line maybe i think canes could get up and get it done with the puck line today i think because it's a revenge pods they have been work, working great for me this season even like just now, St. Louis, uh, St. Louis Blues, and Calgary, and many spots. Yeah, so I will just stick to this. I think revenge spot go with Canes today. Maybe I see like four one game, five two game for Canes today. There you go. All right, I like the uh, thought process there. Puck line is around minus uh, one ten, uh, minus one fifteen here for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes in terms of the puck line. So you're right, good value. I think a decent chance we see them. Uh, end up, you know, probably winning this game by margin, at least a solid chance. Uh, and of course, you've got a Carolina team again losing 7 4 to New Jersey. This is, you know, a good team won't take this, you know, inferior team lightly. Those are usually good situations to actually lay the goal and a half. Looks like Vito's going to do that here. Carolina puck line minus one and a half, minus 110 uh, in this game. Uh, again, I, w- I like the Carolina team total a little bit, two, three and a half, but. And Alex, I think you'll agree. Doesn't it feel like with these team totals, with the favorites, mid-range favorites, bigger favorites, didn't it feel like even just a couple weeks ago or a month ago, we could get three and a half even money or minus 110 or minus 120? Now we're getting these minus 150, minus 160 prices on these team total overs. So that's why the the, the longer we go into the season, the value starts to slip away a little bit on some of these spots. Well, and that's the thing. The betters have, have gotten smart, and now the books are adjusting where, you know, okay, we're not going to lay these huge favorite prices, but if a team's favorite, you know, in a 300 range, you expect them to at least get three, four, five goals. So, you know, you're, you're getting some good value, like I said, and adjusting, basically playing the side by going team total over. But the books have caught on to that quickly, just like they have with uh, pretty much everything else uh, that we've kind of done. You know, same thing with with the three-way lines. You're seeing those getting juiced up much higher. They used to, used to have a 60-cent discrepancy between uh, just a regular money line and, and a three-way money line. Now you're seeing that, you know, minus, you know, you're seeing an 80 cent difference, a 90 cent difference. So uh, it, it, it's a tough and you're not finding that much value these days. No, that's 100% right. Like, it's just amazing. Like, a couple of weeks ago, if this is New Jersey and Carolina, I get Carolina team total over three and a half, probably a buck 10, buck 20. Not today. I got minus 150, minus 160 on uh, Carolina team total. So, like I say, they're making adjustments, no question about that. And it's unfortunate, but uh, you got to give them credit. They're probably doing the right thing. Uh, just had a fight early in the Anaheim Ottawa game, Maxime Comtois and Adam Gaudet. You know, a very interesting, uh, not exactly who you'd expect for. Uh, dropping the gloves, but it was a good fight. Very spirited. Love to see it. Maybe that's a sign that's going to be a wild action packed day of hockey that we had a fight two minutes into the <laughs> Anaheim Ottawa game. So hopefully that's a sign of things to come. We got an exciting hockey day in Canada of Saturday uh, action uh, coming your way. Vito, did you get in any fights in your career? What, how were you like with that? Uh, no, I was actually a forward and I was usually playing first or second line. So I didn't fight that much. <laughs> he didn't uh, drop the flippers much. Yeah, uh, more, more, <laughs> more, more scoring the goals, making there assists. You go. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's good. Uh, be, be the, be the skill player. Yeah, uh, I love it. But uh, no, I, I've, I've always been. You know, I, I, I'm always going to stick up for fighting in the sport. I think there's well, a place uh, for it. Every player has his own uh, role in team. You know. So. Yep. 
That, that's how a real team is built. You know, you don't build it on top scorers only. No, that's uh, right. You got your four checkers. You've got your fourth line guys, your physical players, guys that are good defensively, uh, block shots, face people that are good, you know, take winning big face offs. That's why hockey is always a team game. There's so many instances of teams uh, that win Stanley Cups. They don't win Stanley Cups without the third and the fourth line contributing the way they do. Not just the top six forwards or the big guns. Uh, always important exactly. uh, in terms of your uh, composition of a hockey team. You've got to have all hands on deck, all four forward lines, all six defensemen, uh, and of course your goalie for sure. All right, next up we've got arguably the best game of the day. Uh, certainly it could be Vegas, Tampa Bay. Uh, we've got the Lightning here, minus 140 to minus 150. Home favorites, six the total here, uh, shaded to the over uh, in this game. Uh, should be an interesting one. Tampa Bay uh, coming in off that long road trip, and they had been off for almost a week when that road trip wrapped up in San Jose. Uh, and, you know, it wasn't their best performance, but they found a way to get past uh, New Jersey uh, by a score of three to two uh, in that game. Uh, Vegas now has lost two in a row on this road trip. And we kind of said after that Washington game that they won, you know, this is where it's going to get more difficult now. You got to play Florida, you got to play Carolina, you got to play Tampa Bay. Uh, three straight games. It's going to be difficult here uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights, but I like them here getting this kind of price in this game, to be quite honest with you. They lost to Tampa Bay earlier this year. Remember it was that game, that only game on the schedule right before Christmas, December 21st. Mm -hmm. The entire schedule got postponed that day due to COVID-19 issues, but Tampa Bay Vegas was the only game left standing. It was in Vegas. And uh, you look at it, Vegas, you know, played pretty well for parts of that game. And uh, Tampa Bay uh, ended up coming back uh, and winning that game by a score of uh, four to three uh, in that one uh, against uh, Vegas. Uh, and I think when you look at this matchup here, uh, Vegas, I think at this price has some value. They're starting to get healthier, which has obviously been an issue for them for much of the season. They've had so much of this year with Pacioretty in and out, Stone in and out, Stevenson's missed time. Uh, Riley Smith's been in and out. He looks like he's back and cleared off protocol, by the way, Riley Smith. So I think he's going to end up playing tonight for the Golden Knights. Really, the only guy they're waiting on right now is Martinez. And, of course, Eichel, uh, who's going to be, of course, making his Golden Knights debut probably at some point after the All-Star break. Uh, so it's starting to get healthier, this Vegas team. I like the spot. I like the situation. They've now lost two in a row uh, on this road trip. I think you get a pretty strong effort here tonight uh, from uh, the uh, Vegas Golden Knights in this game. And I think they're live. I think they got a potential here maybe to get the upset here against uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, you can get them plus 130 uh, in this game against the uh, Lightning. That's the side I like. I'm going to go with Vegas here as a road underdog, Alex, uh, Golden Knights and Lightning. Yeah, this is one that's uh, probably going to be looking to play something in game here. If I had to lean with anything, it'd be Tampa Bay. But uh, obviously, you know, you look at these prices and, you know, $1.40, $1.50 is not too bad. But uh, it's it maybe looking for something to regulation. I feel like this could be a back and forth kind of kind of spot, especially when you said Vegas losing two in a row on the road. Uh, they have been playing pretty well on the road as of late until those two losses. I think they're going to be really geared up for this one. And like I said, this is, uh, you know, uh, obviously any, anybody coming into Tampa Bay, they're, they're still going to be fired up to play them. They're the, the reigning back-to-back -back champions. So you can't take them lightly no matter how, how they're playing. Uh, so it's one where I'm going to watch it and, and maybe look for some live spots to, to try and you – know, this is definitely one of those games where you can see back and forth and maybe get some good opportunities for next to score props, uh, something I've been cashing with the last couple of days. And this definitely feels like one of those games. Yeah, there's no question about that because you look at it, Vegas had the 3-1 lead uh, against uh, Tampa 
uh, in the home meeting in December, and Tampa came back and scored three unanswered goals in that game. So to your point, Alex, momentum, you know, back and forth could be one of those. You bet the next goal prop for the team that got scored on last uh, might be something that uh, works in a game like this. Uh, no question. Yeah, Anaheim just took the lead one nothing on Ottawa. Soft goal by Forsberg to give up. Terrible goal, in fact. Got to stop that. Right through the five hole it went. one uh, nothing Anaheim early in that game against Ottawa. Vito, this is probably the game of the day. Certainly could be. On paper, it is uh, Tampa Bay hosting Vegas. What do you like? Well, definitely an interesting game. I, I don't have any actually place on this game. I would la- rather just watch this game because I expect to see some real playoff hockey here between these two big big teams, you know, because Vegas has some big D-men and Tampa Bay definitely McDonough and Hedman. And those are two big teams going at each other. And yeah, the Vegas actually at this trip, as as much as I can follow, uh, they tra- well, before they went on this trip, they agreed in the locker room that they need to protect their net either to have success in this road trip because they're playing some high octane offense i mean florida washington tampa carolina all these teams has great offense so yeah they've actually done well protecting their net against capitals and against florida is actually it was two one game uh it was like two empty netters in the end and actually the goals which florida scored also was not like they but there was florida panther style of goals where they make push push and score this was like a mistake from uh, golden knights in a power play where barco put the net uh, goal in goal and then bennett scored some i guess leonard would like to have that goal back it went somewhere between so i think vegas will get up also to this game i think we're gonna have some tough game here if i would link well i like actually also the underdog here price with vegas but they have been on the road for so long time and three very hard games that could be an impact maybe some fatigue kicking so not to, don't have any leans on this game. I think it could actually stay under. That maybe could yeah. be my Yeah, I kind of uh, think so too. This may not be your automatic, you know, high-scoring shootout here with these two uh, tonight. Just in this spot, uh, Vegas has, you know, I think tried to clamp down a little bit on this road trip. I mean, you look at the last or two of the three games: one nothing and four one. They stayed under, and the game that went over, you know, that game was on pace to go under. For sure. I mean, it was low scoring most of the way, and then it exploded late. Vegas got two late goals in the third to tie the game. Otherwise, that game would have stayed under as well, the Vegas-Carolina game. So they've been trending under on this road trip here with the pace right now. Uh, By the way, 1-1, Ottawa just tied. Tyler Ennis, all of a sudden the unstoppable Tyler Ennis. Can't be stopped. He had a hat trick the other night, and he scores the first goal for Ottawa today. So uh, over 5.5 was certainly, even though it was only a small bet for me, just to have some action on this game. It's off to a good start. I'm mad at myself right now because I've had the live screen up the whole time and I'm looking and I'm seeing this over one and a half go plus 155 plus 160 gets to plus 180 and right as I'm getting ready to grab it, it locks up. That's when the Ducks score the first goal and now all of a sudden here we are tied at one. So a uh, missed opportunity there for me. Damn it. I know it was already a pretty good price, plus one fifty, yeah, plus one sixty, yeah. and you're just trying to squeeze out another ten or twenty cents. Just a little value. bit, yeah. Wait, that, then that's the problem, right? With yeah. Alex's theory it makes sense, but it's all about timing it. You just never know when all of a sudden, whoop, that screen's going to freeze. There's that first goal. It's all yeah. about when you get in, and unfortunately, yeah. there's always going to be those instances where you're just in a minute or two, just too late on the draw. Uh, to be able to get in on that. And uh, that was the case with the first period. And the first period over is already cashed with the Cash, yeah. one, one here yeah. uh, early in this uh, Anaheim-Ottawa game. So looking forward here to this uh, t- Vegas-Tampa Bay game. I'll definitely have it on one of my screens tonight, no question. All right, let's go to uh, Edmonton and Montreal. Uh, we got the Oilers minus 240 road favorites, six and a half the total uh, in this game. 
the Oilers, of course, trying to keep it going, right? Three wins in a row uh, for the Edmonton Oilers, uh, trying to get on a win streak. They snapped the uh, ugly losing streak, seven games it was, beating Calgary, and they followed that up with an overtime win against Vancouver. They outplayed Vancouver significantly, so they deserved a win. And even though it took a shootout to beat Nashville, I'd say they deserved a win too. They got stronger as that game went on. They outshot uh, the Predators 46-30 to in that game. They had the better chances. They had the expected goals edge uh, over Nashville in that game. There's definitely elements of Edmonton's game that are rounding into form again, and they're starting to get it going once again. Uh, it's still without Tyson Berry, of course, uh, but still been able to win uh, without him. Uh, these last few games. Now they take on a Montreal Canadiens team that's obviously decimated, that's had a, this awful season. Uh, they've lost four in a row. Good effort against Anaheim. You know, they were down 5-2 at one point. Came back, made it interesting 5-4 in that game. And from all indications, guys, when they introduced Devander Kane yesterday, the new signing for the Edmonton Oilers, Ken Holland and Dave Tippett said he's they're planning on him playing tonight. So unless mm-hmm. there's some kind of last-minute setback, we're going to see Evander Kane tonight make his Edmonton Oilers debut. And like I said, you can talk, and we're not going to talk about it. I'm sick of talking about it. You can talk about all you want about his conduct off the ice, his behavior off the ice. He has the capability on the ice, especially if he's got his head on straight, of being a positive difference maker for the Edmonton Oilers. He's going to give Connor McDavid that rugged, physical, powerful, strong Line mate that often Connor McDavid has lacked during his tenure with the Edmonton Oilers. So I'm interested to see how this experiment goes uh, for uh, Evander Kane here in Edmonton. From all indications, uh, he will be in the lineup tonight making his debut for the Oilers. And as of right now, they've got him lined up to be uh, on the uh, wing with McDavid and the Yamamoto. Uh, on the first line, Dreisaitl, Pugliarvi, and Fogel. The second line, Hyman, Nugent Hopkins, and Cassian uh, on the uh, third line based on practice lines for the uh, Oilers coming out of yesterday. Montreal still just a hell of a decimated team. You know, they do have a bunch of guys back, but still a bunch out. Dvorak, Druan, Edmondson, Gallagher, uh, among others still out. They're starting to get a little bit healthier, but still hard to overcome it. We've got Montembeau in net for Montreal. He's missed the last few, but he's eligible to return and will get the start for the uh, Canadians. He was actually starting to play better some of his last starts before his recent absence. Can he rediscover it again? He's been out for a little bit of time now. That remains to be seen. And it'll be Stuart Skinner uh, in net here for the uh, Edmonton Oilers. He hasn't played in a while. They've been running with Koskinen a lot lately. But Skinner, uh, he's back and ready to finally appear after being on COVID Pro. This is a sloppy game, to be honest. And I know Edmonton has played pretty uh, better, to, uh, play better defensively the last few games, but I could see this being high scoring. I would only look over six and a half. And I'm going to take Edmonton here in, uh, I'm actually going to take them in the first period puck line here because I think, you know, I think they get a boost just mentally, emotionally, when you see, say what you will about his character off the ice, but you get a, the, the team goes out, gets Evander Kane. I could see it going to the legs of the, the entire team early in this game. So you can get Edmonton plus 120. Uh, minus a half in the first period. I like that a little bit. Uh, and I would lean to the full game puck line as well, minus one and a half plus 105. So I'll have bets on that and also looking at uh, over six and a half. I've been riding these Montreal games 
uh, over the total. They just can't keep the puck out of their own net right now. Uh, Alex, what do you think here, Oilers and Canadians? Yeah, I'm right there with you on that first period puck line with Edmonton. I think that's a, a great price. I'm, I'm stunned to actually see a plus price there still. So I'd say grab that as soon as you can. That might actually end up being even money before puck drop. Uh, and like I said, you know, it'll be interesting to see what Evander Kane, what he can bring to the table right away in, in this game. I know a lot of people, and I, I'm sure we'll probably see it, especially some of the American books here, uh, do a, you know, maybe a boost to see if he gets an anytime goal uh, or something like that, because people are going to have all eyes on him. So that'd be interesting to see. I don't know if he's going to chip in uh, offensively right off the, the bat, but that's definitely, it's definitely something to look for. His props are probably going to be circled quite a bit because of the fact that people are, are, you know, taking note of him joining this team. Concern that I have here with uh, Edmonton in terms of the Edmonton bets, the first period and full game puck line is Skinner. Skinner hasn't played in a while, and the last time he played, he got pulled. It wasn't pretty for him in that last start that he had. I believe it was against Ottawa, and he gave up five goals in that game. So you're always worried about what you're going to get from him in net. But that's also why I took the over uh, in this game because you know I think Edmonton will score their share of goals. Montreal probably will chip in as well. That's the one thing about the Canadians. Yeah, they've been horrendous in their own end. They've been terrible defensively. They've been given up goals in bunches. But they've still been able to find some offense. They've still been able to score goals themselves uh, as of late. So I think that's probably a good chance we see that here in this game tonight as well. Uh, Vito, uh, what do you like here? Edmonton, Montreal. Well, uh, this is one of the games which actually I locked in early last night as soon as the line opened because uh, I locked in Oilers in regulation. I just found in minus 120. As they opened in regulation with that's Evander a great Kane price. In, and it's minus one sixty yeah. now. Great job getting that <laughs> yeah. early. Minus one twenty, minus one twenty five, maybe I don't know, but that was well, it was one point eighty five in European odds, so it's like one minus one twenty. So yeah, I well, even if they don't win, you know, we are not here for one day. It's eighty two game season, you know. So uh, even if they don't the win, I will not it. kick myself too much, you know, because this was the right way to go. As soon as the I don't like seeing Skinner, of course, in the net, but. Just imagine if Oilers lose to Montreal today. That's the, that's they're going on the wrong direction. So I think it's Oilers has to get it done. It has to get, be done in regulation. So yeah, my my pick is Oilers here. All right, Edmonton, and that's a, a heck of a price for Vito on that Edmonton in regulation because minus one twenty. I remember seeing it. I just didn't get on it early enough, and it's got to minus one sixty. That's why I opted for the minus one and a half. Once it got above minus one fifty, I'm not not on a regulation bet, and my laying more than minus one fifty. But kudos to uh, Vito here for getting on that Edmonton in regulation at minus one twenty. Definitely a, a great price there. Uh, with that play uh, Toronto and Detroit we've got the uh, Leafs minus 250 road favorites six the total here uh, pretty much across the board in this one uh, how about the Red Wings we know and we've said this you know throughout the season in our preview show way back in late September early October Detroit would have the potential to be giant killers at times this year you know and really sneak up on teams and pull big upsets I didn't think last night would be that night though with Pittsburgh losing to Seattle the night before I thought you'd get a pretty focused, inspired Pittsburgh team. I didn't see that in the first period. They got outshot 11-4. to I mean, they really looked flat all over again, the Penguins in that game, and they basically invited the Detroit Red Wings to steal that game right from the beginning, and the Red Wings took it. Uh, credit to them. Pickard was solid in net uh, for the uh, Red Wings, and to be honest, Casey DeSmith was terrific for Pittsburgh. It actually could have been worse for them uh, last night, if not for the goaltending of DeSmith. So give Detroit credit. Big shootout win on the road. Huge upset. Plus 220 underdogs, Detroit, 
uh, in that game last night. But now it's back-to-back for them. It's also the third game in four nights for the uh, Red Wings. And it is a massive, massive, you know, rest advantage here for Toronto. You know, they had three games off after the win against the Islanders before playing Anaheim. And now they've got two days off following that game. So this is a pretty significant and sizable rest advantage that the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs have here going into this game. What I look at with the Leafs right now, guys, is their power play is absolutely rolling right now. This power play is sick for the Leafs right now. The way they're working the puck around, Marner, Nylander, Matthews, Tavares, it doesn't matter who. The puck movement has been pristine. They've been, they had three power play goals. All three of their goals came on the power play uh, against Anaheim uh, in that win the other night. They've scored a power play goal in seven of their last 10 games, three power play goals against Anaheim. And what worries me for Detroit, they've given up five power play goals uh, in their last four games combined. So you look at it, a red-hot Leaf power play, a struggling Detroit Red Wings penalty kill, that could be trouble tonight for uh, Detroit. I like Toronto team total here, over three and a half. Uh, that's what I'm going to go with in this game. Minus 130 is what the price is on that. I think they get to four goals here in this game. They went with Pickard last night, which means it's going to be Alex Nedeljkovic tonight uh, in net for the uh, Red Wings most likely. But to be honest with you, he's been kind of shaky lately for the uh, Detroit uh, Red Wings. And Peter Morozik will get the start for Toronto And I expect him to play well. He had one of his best starts in a long time against the Islanders last Saturday. He finally looked healthy. He looked sharp. He looked like he was no rebounds on top of his positioning in the crease. I thought it was a very sharp Morozik last Saturday night against the Islanders. Now he'll be playing against one of his former teams, uh, the Detroit Red Wings. I think he has a good game. So uh, I I would lean to the puck line too with Toronto, but I'm going to stick with the team total here for the Leafs over three and a half. Alex, uh, Toronto, Detroit. Yeah, if I had to play the pregame, it would be team total over with Toronto. But I, this is one where I have circled for some live spots. Like I said, definitely trying to, uh, you know, get advantage, go for Toronto to score next goal when they go to the power play. Like I said, they've been absolutely electric in that spot. And the fact that Toronto or Detroit did go at Pickett yesterday, which I mentioned, he was really sharp on Wednesday in relief of the Delkovic getting uh, some big saves in the 40 minutes, albeit uh, in a losing effort. Uh, so now the Delco, you know, trying to bounce back and redeem himself. I don't know if he's going to be able to do it with this offense in front of him. It's going to be tough, especially when you think about the matchup, right? The Leafs power play is rolling right now. They're on all cylinders and Detroit's penalty kill has been struggling uh, in the last few games. That's uh that's troublesome right now uh, going up against the uh, Leafs. You got a good power play versus a struggling penalty kill. That's what we have in this uh, matchup tonight. Uh, Vito, what do you like here? Leafs and Red Wings. Well, one point which I would like to maybe tell is that actually Red Wings had a pretty long game last night. They went to OT. They went to all sorts of shootout, I think, right? That's so right. So they have a back-to-back day playing today. So, yes, it's a long long game last night. And I think the Red Wings will try to bring in the same game they did last night because it's the Penguins and Maple Leafs, their elite team. So they will play the same hockey. They, they try to make it low scoring against the Pens yesterday. They, there was not so much action, you know, but the Red Wings don't need action playing against Pens. You know, they, they would be happy to keep the game without any action. And that's what they tried to do. There was not a lot of action going on. And basically, yeah, well, I, in this game, I would lean, I, well, they're coming off from back-to-back in Toronto, just excellent uh, special teams at the moment. And uh, on the other side, Red Wings, not so good. Toronto, maybe, I don't know what's, what's the price for Toronto first Period uh, puck line or to win the first period. Toronto Maple Leafs, maybe we could watch that. 
Yeah, let me just uh, let me just uh, check that for you right now. Toronto, you can get minus a half, plus one twenty uh, in the first period. Toronto, uh, that's not a, a bad way to go. Plus one twenty. I, I I see Toronto jumping on them early. I mean, it's hockey day in Canada. Toronto are from Canada, so maybe they have some also. They haven't played with crowd, you know. Another thing, they come into Detroit, they're gonna have some crowd, I guess there. So I think Toronto is. I actually grabbed them uh, also regulation last night. The price was not so good. It was like minus. Let me just uh, convert. It was like minus one twenty eight, one minus one twenty eight in regulation. Not so bad, you know. Sometimes you can go up to minus one thirty. So yeah, I grabbed them in my one minus one twenty eight in regulation last night. Yeah, the over. Uh, by the way, what's the total? Yeah, six. Yeah, I would lean full game over as well, just because of that back to back stat that you mentioned, Bonkiki. And you're right, Detroit Red Wings on a back to back have really trended over the total this year. Uh, and uh, you're right, seven and one uh, this year to the over on a back to back, the Detroit Red Wings. So, yeah, I'd lean full game over. I just like the uh, isolating the team total even more with the Leafs over yeah. uh, three and a half. And we can't overest, uh, underestimate, you know, Detroit with the schedule they've had played a lot of games this week, back to back now, Pittsburgh last night on the road, Toronto at home tonight. And Toronto's played a Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday schedule the last week. Three games spaced out in the seven-day span. So you talk about a huge, you know, scheduling advantage here for the Leafs in terms of freshness, maybe being more energized. You could definitely see that here. And keep in mind, this game in Detroit, there'll be way more Leaf fans in Detroit tonight than obviously at Scotiabank yeah. Arena, where there's been none, you know, for the last several home games. So that's going to be a factor too. This is going to feel like a little bit of a Leaf home game, I think, tonight uh, in Detroit. Uh, at Little Caesars Arena, no question about that. All right, next up, we've got uh, Buffalo and Arizona. Uh, Arizona, minus 120 to minus 130, uh, home favorites in this game, uh, six being the total here, uh, pretty much across the board in this one. Um, if you are the Buffalo Sabres, you're basically, uh, if you're uh, Botterill and you're uh, you know, the coaching staff, you're scrambling on the phones right now saying, who the hell is going to be our goaltender tonight? That's where we're at. With the Buffalo Sabres, I don't know. I'm not even sure. As of yesterday, they didn't know. They asked Don Granado yesterday, "Who do you, who you got ready to be your goaltender tomorrow?" He's like, "We don't know yet. We'll, we'll have to make some calls and see what we can do about it." That that's where they're at right now. The the uh, Buffalo Sabres. This is beyond remarkable right now. What's going on? So we know that Tokarski Anderson have been on IR for a long period of time. We know that Aaron Dell is suspended. And serving the second game of his suspension uh, here uh, tonight uh, in this game uh, against Arizona. So he's not available. Anderson, Tokarski were on IR. Ukopeka Lukanen put on IR. Malcolm Subban is out. And the one goalie left standing was Michael Hauser. Not anymore. COVID-19 protocol now uh, for Michael Hauser. So Buffalo is in a spot now where they've got, they've used six different goalies this year and all six of them potentially tonight could be unavailable to play. I was hearing some things that Craig Anderson, like they don't even know if he's fully hundred percent. He's 40 year old goalie. You know, he's been out for a while, but they say he's been close to returning and that basically out of necessity, he might have to play tonight, even if he's not fully a hundred percent ready to return. But that's where they're at. They're in a desperate situation here, Buffalo. They honestly have no clue, you know, where they're going with their goaltending. It just might have to be. He's the one guy that's actually available tonight, Craig Anderson, even though he's probably may not be at 100% health yet. So you either start Anderson tonight, maybe rush him back just a little bit, 
or you call the, uh, some emergency goalie. I don't know. Do you make a trade during the you know early today? We'll have to see if there's a deal they can make to quickly get a goalie in here. I mean, it's nuts. It's crazy. Absolutely. I've never seen anything like this with a team so ravaged and decimated at the goaltending spot. They've gone through all their NHL goalies. They've gone through all their AHL goalies on the farm team. I mean, that's where we're at right now with Buffalo, that even though he may not be fully 100% ready for from a health standpoint, they may force Craig Anderson into the net tonight at 40 years old. That's not necessarily a bet-on situation to me. On the flip side, you got Arizona. Back-to-back games for them, albeit at home. They lose to the Bruins last night by a score of 2-1. to one. Pretty valiant effort, actually. Wedgwood was pretty solid in net. Tonight, they will probably go back to uh, Corral Vimelka uh, in between the pipes. It is confirmed he'll be in net. Again, we don't know who the Sabres goalie is. We probably won't know uh, until very close to uh, opening puck drop, but it's obviously a uh, difficult situation here. Um, I'm tempted by Arizona team total, actually. <laughs> Over three and a half. Very good plus price. You can get plus 140 uh, in some spots with that Arizona team total over three and a half. I think that's probably something I'm considering. I will, I'm, I'm probably going to wait till I see who's in net confirmed for the Buffalo Sabres. But no doubt they're in a very, very difficult spot here. Uh, either way they turn, whether it's some fly-by-night name that they pick up uh, you know, off the street or whether it's Anderson at 40 years old, maybe being rushed back from a significant long-term injury, it's not exactly a bet on goaltending situation tonight uh, for the Sabres. Really, the only thing they've got in their favor is they've had three days off since their game against Ottawa. So they are rested. You know, they definitely have that advantage over Arizona tonight. Uh, I don't know if that's going to be enough for them to overcome this situation, though. So right now, leaning Arizona team total over three and a half. Uh, Alex Sabres Coyotes. Yeah, it makes you wonder what's Dominic Hoshik doing these days. Maybe he gets the yeah. call. Pops up out of nowhere. I mean, yeah. that's literally where they are right now. Like, it, it I, this is unprecedented to see six goaltenders essentially where you know they've been on IR or suspended or in protocol, and, and none of them are available. So, like I said, they, if they rush Anderson back, who hasn't played in a very long time uh, off of that injury. Uh, that could be troublesome. If they get it, you know, sign some kid, you know, they're, they're in Arizona, so maybe they sign somebody off of from the Arizona State University roster or something. Like that. I have no idea what what they could possibly do for for a, a backup call up. So uh, I'm gonna go first period over here. You're only laying a dollar twenty five. Uh, we know how Arizona can be shaky at times. Even though Vimelka's the better of the two goalies, uh, they're susceptible to give up a goal here, and obviously. Buffalo doesn't have any quality goalies in that. They can give up as many as, as possible. So we'll go first period over one and a half minus a dollar twenty five. All right, there we go. First period over one and a half here, minus one twenty five for Alex with Buffalo uh, and uh, Arizona. Well, we talked about Vegas Tampa Bay being one of the most glamorous games on the NHL slate today. This might be the least glamorous game uh, on the slate, but this Buffalo goaltending situation, I will admit, in some sick, twisted, demented way, it is kind of fascinating. Uh, in my mind, seeing what might transpire here for Buffalo tonight with their goaltending in this game. Uh, how do you see it going, Vito, Buffalo, uh, and Arizona? <laughs> well, it was hard for me to handicap this game in the beginning as I don't know who is going to be in the net for Sabres. But overall, the first meeting went to actually 2-1 Buffalo in, in shootout. shootout. It was to, uh, in start of the season, I guess. So it was a low-scoring game. Anyways, uh, well, that I think the Arizona will get up to this game because they have lost the first game to Buffalo. And if you will watch a little bit the schedule for Arizona, they're going to play Calgary. They're going to play Avalanche before the All-Star break. So this could be the game where they could actually grab the win against the Buffalo. So I think Arizona will get up to this game. That's why they actually play Malka today, find him better as the backup Wedgwood. 
And yeah, well, basically about the Buffalo goalie, well, uh, there's one thing where shaky go- when, when goalie comes back from an injury, I think it's much harder for the goalie. If he can, will be shaky, it will be hard game for him. For player, it will be def- different. There's, players can come back into lineup straight away, or maybe some of the players need some time. It depends on the players. But goalie, I ra- don't see so often the goalie comes in and plays straight away. An excellent game, first one. That doesn't happen, I think. So, yeah, my lean would be Arizona, but nothing much in this game. All right, lean Arizona, but probably a pass here for Vito in this one. Yeah, I mean, the, let's not just stop at Dominic Hasek, as Alex said. Let's see what Ryan Miller's doing. He's only been retired for a year, <laughs> former Buffalo yeah. Sabre. He's still pretty young. He can get in there for an emergency situation. How about Steve Shields? How's he doing? You know, uh, Marty Baron is a freaking television analyst right now for Buffalo. Get in the net, Marty. He needs you. It's an emergency. It's an SOS call. Answer the call. Come on, guys. Anybody? Hashik, Miller, Buran, Shields, anybody? It's like friggin' Ferris Bueller's day off here. You know, anyone want to be a goaltender for Buffalo? Anyone? Anyone? Yeah. <laughs> Probably not. You know, I think Ryan Miller's happy we're doing it. You're going to go in for an emergency situation for a horrible hockey team? I don't know. It doesn't sound like an appealing trade-off if I'm him. Uh, but, yeah, crazy situation. Crazy. Uh, I've never seen anything like this uh, that the Buffalo Sabres are dealing with with their goaltending uh, here tonight <laughs> in this game against uh, Arizona. All right, before we get to our final game on this Saturday card, uh, by the way, 179 live viewers on a Saturday afternoon. We appreciate it. Uh, hit the like button uh, if you haven't done so already. We want to remind you about DraftKings Sportsbook. Four teams left in the NFL playoffs, and that means only four teams left for you to bet on at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can bet, uh, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any team and bet just $5 and get $280 in free bets if your team wins. If you're not a new customer, you can still experience the conference championship games on Sunday with same game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win $280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code THPN for 56 to 1 odds at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, must be 21 years of age or older, must reside in a DraftKings Sportsbook state, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit, $1 wager required, one per customer, restrictions apply, see DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details, gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER, download the DraftKings app, sign up for an account, and use the promo code THPN. All right, final game of this Saturday slate, Vancouver Canucks, Calgary Flames, uh, Calgary minus 185 home favorites five and a half the total here uh, shaded to the over uh, in this game uh, the Flames returning back home they had a little brief at Columbus and at St. Louis uh, the last couple games they uh, won the first game decisively six nothing and they fell five one to the Blues although kind of predictable revenge spot for St. Louis St. Louis got trounced in Calgary Monday night seven to one when St. Louis was the tired team on a back-to-back, Calgary was rested, and then it was the shoe on the other foot on Thursday for St. Louis. Calgary was the team on a back-to-back, and St. Louis was the rested team, and the Blues got the job done in that game. So Calgary back home now after that two-game trip. Look, I'm 
it's it's dog or pass for me in this game. I think this is still a pretty big price to be given the Vancouver Canucks. I don't like the idea of betting against Calgary off a 5-1 loss, and they really have played good the last five or six games, so I expect the Flames to be a lot better. wouldn't shock me if they win the game tonight, but this is a big number to be given the Vancouver Canucks, who should have Thatcher Demko back. Uh, tonight for this game Uh, he's been taken off COVID protocol for the uh, Canucks Spencer Martin though tip of the cap to him he's done a very very good job in the meantime uh, filling in uh, for uh, Demko and Halak who have been out but it looks like Demko is at least eligible to start tonight hasn't been confirmed but I would probably expect to see Demko back in net for the uh, Canucks tonight uh, in this game Horvat is still uh, away from the team as well as Tanner Pearson those are still the key uh, contributors still out for Vancouver uh, they took care of business against Winnipeg 5-1 uh, in their last game. And even with the absences that we've seen for the uh, Canucks during these recent games, you know, they took Florida to a shootout 2-1, to battled St. Louis pretty tough 3-1, to and they outshot the Blues 39-17 despite losing that game 3-1. And, of course, the Edmonton game, they end up losing in overtime. So, you know, Vancouver's been right there in every game. You know, I think Calgary will be looking to bounce back from the St. Louis game. I, I do like the way their game is trending but as we often say, we some we like to bet prices. We don't not bet prices, not teams. This is that ultimate mantra game for me. Bet price, not the team. This just seems a little bit high for my liking with Calgary minus 185. I'll have something, you know, here on Vancouver, uh, getting the plus 160, plus 165. Does feel like this price is just a little bit high uh, on the Flames. And given that in the losses, Vancouver's actually played better than uh, you would think based on the final score uh, of those games. And look, Bo, uh, Brock Besser scores the last game. Uh, Elias Pettersson starting to get going again for the Canucks in that last game as well for the uh, for them, uh, which is good to see. You know, that's who they need to get going. And uh, it's no surprise that against Winnipeg, you know, a lot of their best players played well. JT Miller, outstanding, a hat trick uh, for the Vancouver Canucks in that win against Winnipeg. So, you know, those are the guys they need to be contributing and producing for them. And it's a good sign they all got on the uh, score sheet uh, in that win against the Jets. So, Again, I think Calgary probably sitting on a better effort after the loss to St. Louis, but it's too high of a price in my opinion. I'm probably going to have at least a small bet on the Canucks here in this plus 160 to plus 165 range. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Canucks and Flames. Yeah, I'm probably going to stay away from this one. I, like I said, the price makes sense to back Vancouver. I think that that's a bit high for Calgary. Uh, and with Demko being back as well, it wouldn't shock me to see him if he does have a solid performance. But like I said, it's a Calgary team. They've won seven of the last 10 meetings uh, against the Canucks. Uh, like I said, after having a, a big win and then having that loss the next day against St. Louis, I'm sure they want to try to bounce back and get back on the winning track at home here. So it's a stay away spot for me. I think what allows them to stay close in this game and maybe pull off the upset the Canucks is the fact, you know, look at their defense. It's been pretty good lately. They gave up just one goal to Nashville, one goal to Florida, because Florida won in a shootout, but they only gave up one goal in regulation time in that game to Florida with Spencer Martin. They only gave up three to St. Louis, and that was the DiPietro game, you know, where Michael DiPietro started, and he just wasn't ready for NHL duty. Uh, They only gave up three to Edmonton, uh, of course, the uh, third goal beyond regulation, and then they shut down Winnipeg, only give up one goal. Their defensive game has been solid lately. Uh, the Vancouver Canucks, and now they get Demko back tonight in net. I think they, I think they got a shot tonight, and that's all you need at this kind of price. Uh, Vito, uh, what do you like here, Vancouver, Calgary? Okay, uh, first of all, I would like to say uh, so apologize for the chat. I could can't answer because I guess I need to register or something. There was some questions for me, but I can't answer, so I will maybe answer a different day. But anyways, about the game, 
I guess this is the first meeting between these two clubs, these two clubs, and they are division rivals. And it's usually very interesting uh, games between Calgary and uh, Calgary and Vancouver. The very big, big rivalry game. And yes, about the game. Well, I, I, I like how Vancouver has been obviously playing lately uh, because of Spencer Martin. I think that team really started to pick it up in front of the net. They started try, try to help, started to help the goalie. So the, the game, the defense has really picked it up. And I think they will continue the same play with Demko in the net. You know, maybe Demko after coming in after not playing could be a little bit shaky. We don't know. But yeah, but I really actually like the spot for Calgary. I know I locked, um, I took them yesterday in a regulation as well at, at uh, minus uh, one ten. I guess the regulation price was a little bit dropped today. I guess like maybe minus one twenty five or something. But yeah, I took the reg in Calgary yesterday in regulation. I just think it's a good spot for them to bounce back. Uh, I also think the coach, the coach is very hard, you know. And from from my, what I have played my hockey career. I don't like these backskating and all this stuff, you know. So I think Calgary wants. <laughs> Does to anybody in a as a hockey player like them? I don't think so. <laughs> so, uh, so I don't think that Calgary wants to finish this uh, on a bad note before the All-Star break. They still will play, I think, Arizona, and uh, they still will play one more game. Yeah, Dallas Stars, I think. So those are the last two games. But this is the last home game before the home break. And uh, another thing about uh, Calgary, they've been playing a very little bit better. And from what I see and from what I hear, uh, they just play more simple hockey once they're on the road. And once they come home, they play, try to do some more fancy things. And then that's why they end up on the losing side. So I hear that today they will want to keep the game as simple as possible. So we, I think we might see some pissed off Calgary team. <laughs> very well, very possible. Yeah. But I will say, uh, and I don't fault that, Calgary in regulation, you got a good price. I think Calgary will play a pretty solid game after losing the final game of that road trip brief road trip to st louis uh so I, I don't fault anyone for taking calgary and they're, they're playing better i mean all the numbers state calgary's playing much better they're not giving up as much defensively uh, i would lean under believe it or not in this game and, but actually uh, there's a reason uh, this another, total's five and a half they're in and well another thing i just well you know vancouver, vancouver won just now five to one against jets well but i think jets are just not so good team you know that's why vancouver got so easy win i think because the jets are just not trending good yeah that's part of the thought too. Like I know they look great the last game. Did they look great, yeah. or is Winnipeg just decimated yeah. on the back end? I think it's probably a lot of the latter as well. Winnipeg's just gutted. You know, three defensemen were out in that game. There could be four defensemen out for them today against St. Louis. Just all kinds of issues for them defensively in terms of being shorthanded there. And uh, Vancouver took advantage of that. Uh, so uh, Vito liking Calgary and regulation. I'm going to sprinkle on some JT Miller props. I mean, four goals, eight points in the last four games. Uh, for JT Miller. I mean, it's he just when you see this kind of street for him, uh, he's feeling it at the moment for the Vancouver Canucks. I think you say, you just ride it now uh, until uh, he stops uh, going on this uh, surge that he's been on the last few games. Uh, awesome stuff. This was a great show. Breaking down the Saturday card. Alex B. Smith, great as always. And our special guest was great too. Renus Vitalins. Vito, thanks for joining us. And he watches yeah. the show every day. You'll see his name in the chat <laughs> on YouTube every day watching us, uh, even though it's evening uh, in Riga, Latvia right now. Uh, Vito, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on today. Thanks for joining us. Well, me too. Me too. My pleasure to be here. Hockey day in Canada. <laughs> hockey day in Latvia for you as well. Every day. Watching and betting NHL hockey. <laughs> Yeah, exactly right. And before we get to best bets and wrap up the show announcement time, we are going to have our first live bet cast of the season Tuesday night, February the 1st. We're looking forward to it. We're going to start at seven o'clock p.m. 
uh, Eastern time. Again, it's going to be like we've done in the past. Bring your favorite beer or whatever booze item, beverage you want. We'll sit, watch the games, comment on them, make a ton of live bets. Um, you know, we're anxious to see how this unfolds on a busy slate. We've never done a bet cast before in years past. We've done it during the regular season and on a night like Tuesday where there's going to be like, I believe, 11 games in the NHL on Tuesday. So, you know, it could be overwhelming. We're trying to stay on top of everything, all the goals, all the line moves that happen. Uh, but, hey, you won't know until you try. So we're going to see how it goes on this bigger slate Tuesday night, February 1st, and then following the Super Bowl, uh, the week of the uh, 13th, or the yeah, the 13th uh, of February. Uh, that's when we're going to try to get going with weekly uh, bet casts for the rest of the regular season and playoffs. So looking forward to that. Make sure you join us Tuesday, February 1st, 7 p.m. Eastern time. First Ice Guys live bet cast of the season. Uh, looking forward to it. If you want an invite to the stream, you know where to find me. Hit us up, Alex, anybody. Uh, we'll send you the StreamYard link right before we begin. Uh, if you want to join us on the air for the Ice Guys BetCast on uh, Tuesday night at uh, 7 o'clock p.m. Uh, Eastern Time, 11 games. And we're definitely uh, looking forward to some live betting on such a great slate. Uh, I see Vito uh, in the chat that uh, Velu uh, is, ta- is mentioning you here. I believe he's from Finland, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so, and he's been watching our show and in our chat regularly on a daily basis as well. So it's great to see that the ice guys, we've got people watching in Europe, people watching in Australia, England. We've had some people joining us from there, uh, Germany, you know, obviously where Vito is Latvia, you name it. We're not just a show with Canadian and American uh, viewers and listeners. Uh, we've got people from Europe and overseas joining us on this show. It really means a lot. And we appreciate all of you. Yeah, absolutely. So it's great. The Ice Guys is a worldwide movement. That's what it means. <laughs> and hockey's a, a game for everybody. And that really means that, obviously, with what's going on with the, you know, we want to make sure it's we get rid of the uh, racist things that are going on in the sport. Uh, and it means that not just for that, but it really is for everyone, every country, every nationality. Hockey is for everyone. And this show is a, a statement of that, that we get so many viewers from all over the globe. Uh, yeah. We definitely uh, appreciate it. Uh, All right. With that in mind, let's wrap this thing up with best bets for this Saturday card. Uh, Alex, we'll start with you. What do you like for best bet? Let's go with the first period over with uh, Arizona and Buffalo. I mean, we don't know who the Sabres are going to have in net. That may be really troublesome. Uh, It's never a good sign, obviously. And uh, in Arizona, coming back all you know after that road trip and had that tough game last night with with Buffalo or with Boston rather. It might be a little shaky for them as well. So I think we see some goals in the first 20 minutes. We'll go with the Sabres and the Coyotes. First period over one and a half minus $1.25 for the best bet. All right. Sabres, Coyotes, uh, Buffalo, Arizona, over one and a half minus 125. First period for Alex B. Smith with his uh, best bet. Uh, here he is, Renus Vitalins. Vito, what do you like for your first ever Ice Guys best bet? Ah, uh, guys. All right. I guess let's go. I should go with the, the biggest team which today is everywhere in the news and i guess that's edmonton oilers right and evander kane grabbing that first win for them i guess in uh, montreal so yeah oilers in regulation plugged them in last night not so good price now but anyway oilers in regulation i guess you've already won half the battle uh, with that, that locking <laughs> yeah. in edmonton in regulation at minus 120 which is an excellent price it's up to minus 160 uh, in most spots right now, but Oilers in regulation, uh, best bet here for Vito on this Saturday card. Uh, and my best bet for uh, today, uh, I'm going to go with the, um, let me just see here. I'm going to go with, uh, 
I'm going to go with the early game, Winnipeg-St. Louis. I, that is what I like the most. I'm going to give you two best bets from this game. St. Louis team total over three and a half, full game over six. I like both of them. I like both of them equally, so I'll give mm-hmm. you both. Uh, two best bets from that same game. St. Louis team total over three and a half and the full game over six, minus 115. Uh, Jets and Blues uh, for my best bets here on this uh, Saturday NHL card. That's a wrap for the Saturday edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone for joining us. If you're live on YouTube watching, hit the like button on your way out. We appreciate it. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Download the Ice Guys podcast uh, whenever you can't watch the show live. Great show for Alex B. Smith, for our special guest, Remus Vitalins, Vito. I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Saturday. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will talk to you again tomorrow on Sunday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.